Every time you hear a long pause on this show, I want you guys to know that what we're really saying is, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that takes famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them directly against each other in the hopes of creating some sort of meaningful content. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by, joined by my promising co-host, Alex Mildenberger, and I rarely, when I speak, the things I say don't usually sound the way I want them to. Oh, yeah? They don't sound the way you planned them to be? Is that what you're... Mm, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. So we're talking about The Promise by When in Rome. is a song from 1987 a true one-hit wonder this is the only yeah, success is, these guys have seen i had not heard of this song i had actually heard a cover before i heard the original which cover would that have been i will let you guess as we go through okay and then when we get to it i'll just say which one I have it is a thought. yeah all right do you want to guess now or do you want to wait till we get to it uh hang on i'm just trying to remember the name of the group was it newfound glory no okay no, was it Real Big Fish? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I don't know, apparently. The Real Big Fish was a good guess. <laughs> but I'm not actually a Real Big Fish fan, despite but how much they come up like, on the we, show. Yeah, they come up a yeah. lot. So, uh, Although none, this song wasn't on an album that had another cover we did, but oh well. Yeah. Oh, well. This one is a... We'll, get, we'll talk about that one Let's more talk later. about this song. Um, I heard the original of this recently on Russian Doll, the Netflix show, which is okay. really good and I highly recommend it. I was like, oh, fuck, is this the original? <laughs> Uh, it turned out it was, and again, supposedly it's in Napoleon Dynamite, but I don't remember Napoleon Dynamite that yeah, well. Yeah, I never really watched it. I did watch Napoleon. I remember everyone being into Napoleon Dynamite and like quoting it so much, and I finally watched it, and I was like, "This is it." I just didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, it was just not for me. Fair enough. I just know the the Jamiroquai dance scene, or it's canned heat, and Napoleon dances to it. See, I, I guess I remember him dancing, but I, I apparently didn't pay attention. Well, that's the only reason I know that song. I don't know, man. <laughs> song Can't Heat. Got Can't Heat in can't my Heat. Heat. Yeah, so that's... Bait. You bring up it's that It's also Napoleon an Elite Dynamite. Beat Agents. That's how I know it. Oh, okay. Anyway, continue. You bring up, and it's uh, that's a sort of linchpin point for this band, because they released this album, their first debut album, which is also eponymous. It's named after the band. And the band is when in Rome, just so the band in case is anyone's forgotten. Rome. And so... After that, they break up in, I believe, 1990, 91. They didn't last very long. No, but then things kind of start up again after uh, the Napoleon. it's featured in Napoleon Dynamite. But let's break it down. Let's talk about the band first. There's three band members. Yeah, there's only three members, and it's kind of a weird composition. Yeah, so it's Clive Farrington, who does the lead vocals, Andrew Mann, who uh, also does vocals, and Michael Floreal. 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 Who does keyboard. Interesting thing about Michael's name is that his last name is actually, it's like Nut Shampoo? or something. Shampoo? What? Uh, let's see. Nut? Uh, let's see. So uh, Clive Farrington gave him the name. Here's the quote. I gave him the name. We were in the studio at my mom and dad's house, and we went into the house for a coffee break. My mom was eating a box of chocolates called Floreal. I didn't like the name Nuttall for a pop star. Yeah, so he was Michael Nuttall. You don't want Nut in your L'Oreal. <laughs> That's right. That's a good prank. <laughs> 
Keep that one in mind. For... Keep that one in mind, everybody. Hey, everybody, don't nut in my L'Oreal. <laughs> From that famous co- commercial slogan, <laughs> don't nut in my L'Oreal. Hey, no tears. So these three got together. Um, they hired um, Andrew Mann on as, uh, he was a punk poet. So he was their songwriter? Yeah, kind of, except this Lyricist? song is written by oh. both Clive and Andrew Mann. Okay. He so, still worked on it, though. It wasn't like yeah. the other two guys made their only hit. Yeah. And he sucked. Well, this is Things get interesting when we talk about the origin of this album, because okay. there is a conflict between basically Clive Farrington and Andrew Mann, who are one group, and Michael L'Oreal, who is the other side of the equation. He just wanted to be Nuttall. <laughs> now there's not, because no he back. still goes by that no, last name He's today. gone too far. It's too, he has too much fame. It's Everyone weird. knows the name L'Oreal. Wait, what is it? Floreal? Floreal. Floreal. Yeah. Floreal. I'm just going to call him L'Oreal. We're going to keep it easy. <laughs> so let's see. There's, yeah. So Andrew Mann was hired on to like do lyrics and obviously do backup vocals as well. Um, Clive Farrington says, has his story of how it starts. He says, Mike and I were writing the basic tunes and sending them off to Andrew on a cassette tape and he would finish the lyrics. So that's Clive Farrington and Michael Floreal working together composing lyrics and tunes so clive ends up writing the original version of the promise and the chorus of the promise so he writes the first verse and the chorus okay and he says i'm very lazy with the lyrics and then i sent it down to andrew he came up with the really great lines in the promise such as the second verse i feel like the second verse has some problems we'll talk about them later (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i would agree with that and so He's, so when Farrington talks about the album, it's a collaborative effort. It's like everybody kind of got together. Like Andrew right. Mann punched up lyrics and wrote the second verse. Um, and then Farrington and Floreal worked on the like actual composition together. But Floreal talks about it like this. He says, at the time, I wrote all the music for the band and used to work on ideas in the studio after my day job. He was the keyboardist, though. Right? Yeah. And everyone else was just a singer. And he was like, all the synthesizer stuff, I assume. Yeah. And he says, so at the time, I wrote all the music for the band and used to work on ideas in the studio after my day job. One night, I started to work on an idea after I found a drum pattern that had been programmed in a few days earlier. And then he says he uh, programmed a bass sequence over the drum beat and began working around the chord progression and a melody. At some point that evening, Clive Farrington joined me and liked what he heard. He recorded the vocals over the track, and it was basically finished. Nearly all of the original lyrics and melodies made it onto the record. And then he says, we redid the song, we re-demoed the song later, and it was then that I wrote the piano intro. Andrew Mann wrote the lyrics for the second verse, and when we recorded the final version in the studio, it was almost identical to the second demo. And the way Farrington describes it is, I'd had this tune in my head for a long while and hummed a basic melody to Mike. This was the intro piano part for The Promise. Mm. So Floreal does a lot of effort, particularly in more recent interviews, to take all of the credit for this song when all three of them have been credited on on the original album. Yeah, I I when in these kinds of situations, I it always seems a little odd when there's like one member who's trying to take all the credit. I always liked how if you look at like um like Rush songs, mm-hmm. especially the more recent ones. I I haven't looked at them all, but they. Um, they're all like credited to like Lee, Life's and Peart. Like three guys worked on it. Like, right. No, no one's not like this guy did this part. This guy did this. Like Lee, Life's and Peart. <laughs> yeah, like it really is the band that made it. Yeah, and yeah. Well, anyway, I wasn't there. Yeah. So where this like starts to come up as an actual controversy 
um, is when, so in 2003, they get a call from the makers of Napoleon Dynamite being like, we want to use the song for the film. They call Michael Floreal, and I sorry, I, get, I should backtrack a little bit. In 1990, Floreal was fired by Man and Farrington for being a dink. That's the best reason I can find that wasn't like creative differences or like. Isn't that a, what creative differences is? It's like a like a. It's like code for he's. Yeah, a, code for like <laughs> someone or both or everyone was just kind of being an asshole. Right. Fair enough. Probably not, but that's what you say. Yeah, and then he moves to Dallas. Um, allegedly his last words to, uh, the other two guys as he was leaving their house in Manchester was, you will rue the day! It's very dramatic. He's not even the lyricist, technically. I know, he's on some villain shit. So yeah, 12 years go on without any of, either of them speaking to each other. And then Florial calls Farrington about the Napoleon Dynamite deal. And then that actually kind of, like, sparked a revival in their career. So people were like, looking for this band obviously they hear the song and they're like oh we want to hear them too or so like agents and stuff are like, looking they probably have some other good songs i didn't listen to their songs but it sounds like yeah they no? had one other song that hit 95 on the billboards which is called heaven knows i believe but so an agent calls mike and is like yo can you guys get the band back together and do like you know a reunion tour and mike tells him no the lads can't sing they never could sing they mimed everything on the first tour <laughs> this is the keyboardist, the only non-singer. Right, the only the one group. who wasn't singing. And so then Florial goes on to form When in Rome 2 with uh, vocalist and guitarist John Cerevolo in 2006. Three years later, Farrington and Mann form When in Rome UK in 2009. Then, 2010, Florial trademarks the band name When in Rome, and the other two try to challenge that trademark. They get overturned by the U.S. court, so Florial holds the trademark, at least in the States, for the band name Win in Rome. I think I read somewhere else that like there was a UK trial where they upheld the US decision, but I don't okay. have, there's a vague memory of skimming the Wikipedia page. Because reading the article I read was that they can't they can tour as Win in Rome UK in the oh, UK. In the UK. Okay. But well, when they're in America they have to tour as Clive Farrington and Andrew Mann, formerly of Win in Rome. That's a fun name. <laughs> I probably misread it then. Yeah, and let me see. So yeah, there's been a whole fight over that. But what's interesting is when they talk about the this song, The Promise, and what the big draw is, Floreal says, I think it's the lyrics. The lyrics resonate. Okay. And famously, he was not responsible right. for the lyrics. And Farrington also says, I believe that the words are the kind of thing that everybody who everybody who's in love wants to say to their partner. And, I don't know, it's just kind of a tragic thing, because another quote from Farrington is, the best thing for when in Rome is that all three of us should get back together. <laughs> so their, like, whole post-this-song history just seems to be Michael Floreal being a dink. That's what it seems to be. And the other guys being like, we want to play music. Like, we play together, but there's these lawsuits and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is bizarre. So with that being said, should we jump in to talk about the lyrics? Oh, one more uh, note, just as, as I'm spitting off facts here. I swear to God, you people will get to hear Alex eventually. I will speak. <laughs> it released as a 12-inch single and reached the top of the hot dance music slash club play chart, which is uh, like a billboard chart focused right. on which songs are most popular in nightclubs. This is compiled from reports by a national sample of DJs. It is a hot dance. Yeah. So they ask certain DJs to be like, what's hot in the clubs? And they're like, well, I played this track a bunch. And, and everyone is throwing their hands up in the air. In the air. And they're like, okay, cool. And that's how that chart is formed. Yeah, it peaked at number 11 on the U.S. charts. So let's talk about did the lyrics. Did it hit lyrics. number one in the U.K., did you say? Mm, it hit number one on the Hot Dance Music Club Oh, playlist. Hot Dance Music Club. 
which is not necessarily the UK. Right. Just, you know, wherever hot dances are sold. Exactly. Yes, let's talk about the lyrics a bit. All right. What do you think? What is the song about, Alex? It's pretty Um, plain, isn't it? I think this might be, like, it's like kind of a love song, but uh, it's not clear to me. It it's it's almost similar to the to the time after time stuff. It's like about being supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which we did last week, I guess. But uh, it's not clear to me if it's like talking about an existing relationship or it's just like, hey, we know each other. Yeah, it's there not... is the line that brings that into question is, and if I have to walk the world, I'll make you fall for me. Right. right? So it's it sounds like it's not already it's not already an existing relationship based on that. So yeah, and that brings us into the territory of sort of like, what's the line in Take On Me? Um, um, oh, when he says, um, I'll be coming for you anyway. Yeah, this sort of forceful of like, yes, love. Yes, this on the other hand, he kind of specifically says, I'll make you fall for me. So he's like, I'm going to convince, uh, which maybe is, okay. So there's always weird <laughs> ways you can read into these songs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I truly want to think it's a sweet I didn't get that gesture. idea. I can be like, you know, you're going to like me because I'm going to prove myself. It's not like I'm going to, like, stalk you and abuse yeah, you. And and you or, like, kidnap and you. And tell you, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, Just like, like a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, like, like, yeah. A, like a shark that grabs onto the other one until it tires out. Yeah, I did, didn't, get, <laughs> didn't get that idea from it. No. But so um, it's basically that, and it's pretty like focused. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a whole lot of there's really there's two verses. Yeah. That kind of have a lot of repetition between them. Mm-hmm. Um, or do they? Two um, verses are different. Similar ideas. Well, they are different, but it's like talking about I'll always be there. Yeah. And, like, I think it's very interesting that it's actually written by two guys because right. I think Andrew Mann seamlessly fit his verse in to make it seem yeah it fits like, well it fits well yeah it's definitely like both verses are. Very much, like, talking about, I'll be there for you. And even, like, it's not always going to be, make perfect sense. And it's not always going to be great. But, like, I'll be there for you, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, and both verses really get that across. And, and they fit pretty well. Yeah, they fit with each other. And it's, it sort of brings up to me the idea of what you brought up with Rush. How it's, you know, attributed to each member of the band. Right. And also, you're familiar with Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's uh, Good Omens. I am. When they talk about that book, writing it together, they oh, yeah. they talk about how they kind of forgot who wrote what, and they would often be like, oh, you did a good thing there, my man. He's like, no, dude, that was you. And they're <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, that sort of collaborative process. And it really seems like they had that, but like just for this Just for song. this, yeah. It's like one sweet moment. Although I then... don't know how they compose their other songs, but this is obviously their hit. This mm-hmm. is the one we care about. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a weird, a weird moment that sounds like not, obviously not everyone had the same experience. It's very strange. Yeah. So just, uh, breaking down the first, first, like it's very simple. This doesn't need a huge breakdown. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. So this already establishes that these people, whoever you sing to, they know each other. Yeah. You know, in the end, I'll always be there, which I think again, like establishes the idea that it's not just like some acquaintances. Because he's saying you know that. Yeah. So it's it's clearly clearly there's some history. Yeah. But when you're in doubt and when you're in danger, take a look. Uh, this is a little sketchy. <laughs> take a look all around and I'll be there. When you're in doubt and in danger, so when you look in the middle of it, look all around. He's always gonna be there. Is he not the doubt and danger then? In that it scenario? is a metaphor. <laughs> 
Because I think the idea he's supposed to convey is like, when you're in dangerous scenarios, I'll be right behind you, like, to help you out. But when you say look all around, and you're in the middle of down and or danger, does he not take on the role of those two? He's an enveloping cloud of doubt, doubt but danger. as a metaphor, so it's like a doubtful hug. Let me see, I'm, I'm going to take a quick look at genius annotation on this. Yeah, let's do that, because uh, I didn't look at genius at oh, all. Oh, good. We one. just have Aiden L. saying, did you mean restating? No context for it. Cool. But yeah, obviously, obviously the idea, I'll have your back when you're in doubt and in danger. Yeah. And then we come to the, sort of the meat of it, the chorus, the most repeated part. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. But if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me, I promise. I promise you I will. So this is the prom, the titular promise. Right, the promise is that I, like, the promise is, you will love me. That's, I promise you'll love me. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a decent sales pitch. Yeah. You know, they're saying, like, I, I, I don't always come across the best, you know, first impression, maybe, or something like that. I think, uh, if I could maybe get into something, uh, now, uh, this song... That's maybe part of why it resonated, mm-hmm. uh, because it's kind of a, I think, re- relatable sentiment of like, not everyone gets me at first. Yeah. Um, but, you know, give it some time and you'll see. Uh, obviously, it's probably a, a, a pretty common thing to not express like your true self to the moment you meet someone. Yeah. But I also think that's a big part of why it, a lot of these covers are like punk bands is that kind of it it feeds into that like counterculture idea of like of like this abrasive outer shell mm-hmm. and then like a more accepting like once you're part of the community everyone is actually quite warm to each other yeah exactly these rough around the edges people who have you know they're all hookers with hearts of gold essentially yeah. <laughs> so it's a very like it's very relatable yeah and and like again like it draws to punk bands cuz the simple lyrics yeah, like that he's too. not say he's just saying I'm bad with words, but if you hang around me long enough, you will like I'll eventually like love me. say enough things that yeah. like, it'll make sense. Exactly. Just trust me. Like I, like I'm clumsy. It's I'm like I'm human at the very end of it all. So I I say dumb shit. I do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But I have a nice smile or whatever, you know? Like, there's <laughs> some appeal to me, and that I think smile, you'll find that it. That damn smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's like the big up-tempo moment in the song is that. The chorus. The chorus. That's when everybody gets excited. We come to the second verse. So this is the Andrew Mann, like, very clear-cut contribution, according right. to what they said. But they say he kind of altered the other lyrics, so I don't know to what extent that is. He's their punk poet. Was he the punk right. poet? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So when your day is through, and so is your temper, you know what to do. I'm going to always be there, again, referring to the first verse. Yeah, pretty, like, direct. Yeah, you know what to do. So, like, hey, I already told, I already told you, you this. Remember? I'm always here. But it also adds to that feeling of like that the the relationship has has existed for some yeah. time. Because it's not just like remember that last verse it's like you know already. Mm-hmm. Like this is established. And obviously the rest of it like end of the day you're tired whatever. Yeah. And then again talking about his own flawed character. Sometimes if I shout 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 <laughs> it's not what's intended. Does this do they echo on this one? I'm trying to I think they do a bit of echo, but do it's not yeah, it's, it's not it's like much a, more on some of the other versions, yeah. and we will point it it's out. It's much more like a subtle, you know, synth pop new wave echo as opposed mm. to shout, it, like shouting. Shout, yeah, shout. it's not Sorry, what's intended. These words just come out, and this is this next line is the one I'm. He says no cross to bear. He says right? no cross to bear. Okay, other people say different. Other people things, say different things, and, and sometimes it, I can't even tell what they say. But I don't totally know. I feel like cross wasn't the 
best thing to say here because like i'm trying to think of i think grudge would be the best and one. some people say grudge yeah. for sure like this like i'm trying to think of the, like what does it mean like a cross to bear that's like a like you have like a burden that's a burden yeah and you and you just have to live with it and like you're carrying it through life or whatever so he's saying that the, i guess it's like don't let don't like think about the words too much it's like i'll say this but i like we're both like it's the end of the day he says you're tired yeah but doesn't specifically say I'm also tired and yeah. like can't put up with these things, but maybe implies it. Yeah, like he's also gonna have flawed moments. Yeah, is I think like, what it is. You know, we we won't always see eye to eye, and we're gonna there and, will be conflict. And again, this one's kind of worrisome because shouting at a person in a relationship isn't always a like a healthy thing to I, do. Yes, I I ever I agree, but I think this being '88, there was just maybe a different idea. Of what? Yeah, he doesn't meant. say not, if I'm shouting not at you. that it's okay. Just that, yeah, yeah. He, it doesn't necessarily mean they're like screaming directly at each other. Yeah. And it's probably mostly for the rhyme. Yeah. Rhyme? If not rhyme, then like rhythm. It's, I mean, rhymes. It sets up the rhyme. So. Right. Well, he's a doubt in the first one, so oh, it's, it's yeah. mirroring that. So it might just be that too. But yeah, I know. Uh, direct, direct shouting is maybe. Maybe not what they were going for. Yeah, and I guess even just shouting, if they're not shouting at you, can still be like, oh, shit. Like, they're mad, and they might be mad at me. And he's just saying, like... Yeah, he's like, don't don't let it weigh on your mind. Yeah, I'm just blowing out I don't, steam I don't and mean shouting. it. And uh, whether that's a healthy sentiment or not, we probably shouldn't get too far into. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Again, like, it's, it's from the late 80s. It's flawed in some of its portrayals of love. But yeah. it's, again, it... One part of it was aiming for that, but there is sort of these other layers of unaimed, flawed, na- flawed elements that sort of that don't look good in a modern life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty much the only other... Only other, like, different line he says is, I gotta tell you, you need to tell you, you gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. There's one, well, there's one uh, chorus that's different, right? Uh, yeah, when he says, if I had to walk the world, I'd make you fall for me. Oh, we already yeah. brought that up. Yeah. But he says that instead of uh, right if you if wait, you wait around, around a while. A while. Yeah. So it's kind of reinforcing that dedication. Although when I first heard it, I thought he said if I had to walk a mile, and I was like, great. Yeah. Like way to go, guy. And the proclaimers came out and were like one mile. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Do like you know a few times that whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. But I guess you know you're you're. You can walk. You're from bro? the UK, so everything's close together. You probably think a <laughs> mile's a long way. <laughs> But, you know. Are the Proclaimers not from the UK? Aren't they Australian? Are, are they? I would imagine them to be. Oh, yeah, because don't they use. Uh, no, they gotta be like fucking Scottish. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh. When I wake up. Yes. I know I'm okay. gonna be. I'm just realizing now that I have uh, combined some things in my mind. Right. You, the Proclaimers. Do you think they were um, men without hats? No, not men without hats. Doctors without borders. Uh, just a sec. You know the guys who do uh, not a, what the fuck is the name of that song? Land down under. Yes. Yeah, men. Uh, men at work. Men at work. That's yes. who they See, are. See, I've now realized just now that those are the same. Like, I I know which songs you were one thinking of Haver and, and Chunder. Which song and which songs are the other group? Yeah. But for some reason, never separated them. Yeah. So yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, so they're Scottish. Anyway. So yeah, it's walk the world. Walk the world. And that yeah, makes me think more of yeah, being impressive to a person. 
a person and then being like, oh, I love you. Oh, that's a great it's, thing. Yeah, like we said. It's maybe a little misguided. Yeah. But, but it's as misguided yeah. as the proclaimers, yeah. though, in that line. Yeah, and not, not more misguided than the rest of the song it's, can yeah, be. It's like, so. I, w- I would do grand gestures to, to win your love. Yeah. A grand romantic gesture. Yeah. Which is flawed again, but, you know, it seems sweet at the time. It's a nice idea, especially again for 1988. Mm-hmm. And like Farrington said, he says he said, thinks that people would want to say this to their lovers. So in a, a scenario where the love is already established, it's just like I would go to to great ends to to keep your love. Yeah. Although I would, yeah, same. It's it's time after time. Yeah. Wait, this is song is basically time this after song is time. Basically time after time. We just covered the same song. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, baby. Amazing. That's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about very similar songs and puts them into two different episodes. Although, I mean, they're different musically, obviously. Yeah. Let's talk about the music, because you managed to construct this on your synth. It's pretty simple. I mean, there's- Ten minutes. There's one- No, it took more than ten minutes. Because- Okay, so the basically, like, if you listen to the intro, there's a like the piano part. sounds exactly like the opening to Wii Sports theme. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, note for note, except for that last up. <laughs> it just goes up instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, tell me about that piano okay. intro. So, well, there's not much to, I mean, it, it's a, after that, though, when the, like, bass line comes in and the, and the drums, that's, like, synthesizers, because there's only one dude. Yeah, it's Michael Mi- it's, it's, Floreal. It's Floreal. Uh, it's, uh, fucking... It's, it's Michael No Tears over here. No Tears. Nut all. Nut all. Um, so, it's repetitive. Because, like, there's not all, like, he has to control it all, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, but that boodoo doesn't start at the beginning of the measure. So, like, I had to just, okay. it took me a while. I was confused. I was like, why don't these match up? Because <laughs> I was trying to, like, program everything to right. work together. Um, but, yeah, it's very repetitive. So it's basically that bass line, and then, like, the drums going, which there's a lot of, like, kick. Yeah, it's very simple, and it's just like kick. Yeah, fairly, I mean, fairly simple and repetitive, but like, then there's a lot of kick, and uh, other than that, it's kind of like synth poppy. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's, he's got that like synth pop. They're called like a synth pop. He even said group. he found. He didn't even like write the yeah the he said drums. He he's like, I found someone else drum programmed program the drums from a few days ago, and I decided to use it. So like, cool. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a it's a cool sounding uh, little beat, and then there's also some like pad synths in the background yeah just kind of like sweeping around and that's pretty much it um really the uh let's see like i think like because there's two singers so i think they go back like one sings the chorus and one sings the verses yeah i would believe so because they kind of sing in like sort of different registers and yeah it's it's really simple other than that there's like a a piano solo because they do like chorus verse chorus verse verse and then they do like this little section yeah where they do a, a piano solo and also there's the part when they're like i gotta tell you need to need tell, tell you all that stuff yeah and then like they do some more choruses right and there's a and bridge so or a solo depending on the version i think it's a solo mm-hmm. in this the piano solo before yes. the uh, before the i gotta tell you yeah. yeah piano solo and uh it's it's fair like it's not that long how long is it it's like uh what the solo or the song the song it's like three and a half minutes three forty. Okay. Yeah, it's not like short, short, but it's not no, super but it's long. it's still in a comfortable range. Like it's a pretty easy yeah. playlist to go through. Yeah, this was a pretty short playlist. I like get through and be like, oh, is this the original? Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Um, and there's backup vocals. So the guy, who, yes. I believe it's the guy who, I guess it's got to be the guy who does the verses, does the backups on the chorus. Yeah, I would imagine. Because it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking about the right things. I promise you. Yeah. Planet, I promise you. And that's uh, that's pretty much a summation of how the song works, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, one more note here. I thought this was interesting. Uh, you, yeah. This is uh, William Cooper of All Music. Spoke of the song in review of the When in Rome album, writing, The 1988 hit... The Promise was essentially a carbon copy of New Order's radio-friendly dance rock. Oh. Dark yet catchy, boasting okay. a throbbing dance rim- rhythm, a sing-along chorus, and a hypnotic melody. The Promise certainly deserved the success. I've never heard anyone call something a carbon copy and then end on a positive note. <laughs> yeah. That's nice of him. I guess a carbon copy maybe stylistically. Yeah. But then, like, still does its own thing because he's not like it's a carbon copy of this song he's like it's a carbon copy of the things this band does so like they did a good job of it mm-hmm. way to go pat on the now back are you familiar with new order at all alex no they are the. they've come up a few they've come up on this show i yeah, know because they are the remnants of joy division after the one member killed himself mm, okay um, right i'm gonna play you the one song i know right because they did blue monday Yes. Which that's, we, we talked about on Cadillac Ranch. That's the one that I know. Naturally. But other than that. But yeah, I think I'm going to play you Bizarre Love Triangle here. Okay. And I think you'll note that it does actually kind of have the same element. Yeah, so that was New Order. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, um, I can see the, I can see the comparison. Other than I would definitely say when in Rome, less involved musically. Yeah. Because again, just one dude doing all the music stuff, as far as I know. So probably there's just yeah, less definitely ability. a more complex the um, synth arrangement on the. New and I'm sure track. you could do that probably a little better nowadays, but they didn't have the same equipment back then. No. Um. So yeah, I can see that, but probably not terribly surprised that it did not lead to more success past that first song yeah because it's it was... uh, kind of limited in its scope right and like the guy said it sounds like new order especially <laughs> when it's already 1988 yeah and and the 80s are like mostly gone right you're reaching the end of that era where and that's... like you're about to move into the more i like, mean high energy electronic music i guess i guess i don't really know electronic music in the 90s all that well it's derude sandstorm oh fuck <laughs> But um, I'm thinking more like in terms of pop and like, was were Pixies around in '88? Yeah, I feel they like that was kind of been. starting there. That like more punky, grungy thing. Yeah. So yeah, dar- like I would say darker pop music was, uh, like, going down the like the yeah punk grunge route. So losing synthetic yeah. instrumentation in favor of just rough cut instrumentals. That's my understanding, anyway, not having been around. And then the other end, like, synthetic music was going more towards, like, workout mix kind of music. <laughs> Yet, uh, what is it? There was the cover Leo of Forever times. Young we talked about, which, which was all just, like, high fucking tone synth. <laughs> and it's just like, woo, yeah! And you get Darude Sandstorm, which is probably the most edgy 90s synth track I can think of. And even okay. that's just, like, high-octane poppy stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I would say you're right in that it's sort of lost... The crowd, like it was not with the movement anymore. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, that being said, I I like this song. It's I think it's it's solid. Yeah. It's I wouldn't say put it on the level of like take on me. Yeah. But it's a it's a solid effort, 
and uh, definitely catchy. Yeah, I've been singing along. It's to like it. the perfect example of a one-hit wonder. It it is. It really is, isn't it? Because just enough like simple elements came together, and people were like, "Wow, oh, yeah!" And then they looked at the rest of the album. We're like, "No, <laughs> maybe not." But that, yeah, that will take. And and they did, and we still have it. Damn right. And it's fine. Did you see the music video? I did watch one? the music video. Oh, good. Let's talk about okay, this. Okay, let's talk about so the music first video. first off, who I assume is Clive Farrington looks like uh, Brendan Fraser in Airheads. No, I think we need to back up a bit, because it opens panning. Panning shot. This thing is mostly panning it shots. It is all panning shots. It is panning constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it opens panning. Does it open on the piano, and then it turns into legs? No, it's uh, it starts on the top half of the woman. Right, just there, there's a woman. Yeah, the so, like presumably love interest who's just she's I, laying just, on a so, bed. I didn't know who it was, some yeah. model or something. You get to see her legs covered in pantyhose. And uh, I just came just thinking about oh, it. Oh yeah, <laughs> not all here. <laughs> um, yeah, so it goes over the top half of her body, and as we come down to like the stomach, she's fully dressed, but around like the mid zone, it switches into the piano. Yeah, and the guy plays the. And then he goes up an octave, and it makes the exact same sound when he plays. So that was weird. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, and this is one continuous pan shot. So it pans past yeah. that, and it's then panning pans... To, it's panning to the right. Yeah. I should mention, the camera's moving to the and right And then at constantly. one, because one time, it'll actually switch some way through it. Yes, there's a point from... where it goes down, yeah. and then it goes left the rest okay, of the Okay, so it does a tilt, and it then does it goes one, left. It does one pan down. That's tilt. Tilt? Down? Yeah. Does pans one are left tilt, to right, okay. tilts are up and Does down. one tilt down, and then it pans left the rest of the video. I don't know if that means something. So the opening shot pans from the piano, from top lady, piano, bottom half a lady. And then does it cut immediately to them just jamming out in that room in a like, sort of yeah, old Yeah, it's very house. obvious in this video that there's only one guy playing an instrument, and the yeah. other two guys are singing. Mm-hmm. And they had to sort of like, because usually in a music video, you got the band in the background. And then, like, the singer's playing out the story, but yeah. there's two singers. So it's a little awkward. And there's the one singer with yeah. the long hair. Who looks like Brendan Fraser. Who looks like heads. Brendan Fraser. Or maybe Encino Man. Or maybe Encino Man. Encino Man. Encino <laughs> Man. Um, and the other guy's, like, singing and almost, he almost, he's clearly not, like, the main focus, but he's also, yeah. like, a singer. And you feel like he just should have more role. Yeah. But, but he's just kind of there. And so, yeah, this, this, the, the woman leaves the house. As the dudes are jamming. And they, they just kind of hang out in this house for the most part. Like, she leaves the house and goes to, like, the yard. Yeah, I she think. just, like, does other stuff. She, like, just she goes, she goes back in the house for a while. Yeah. Is it raining? I don't even remember. I don't know. Probably not. Sometimes Brendan Fraser has a really cool jacket on. Yeah, I said, I called him vest guy and then realized he was also sometimes um, tank top guy and sometimes yeah. leather jacket guy. When he's guy. tank top guy, he was reading a book. And then she was on the couch. Wait, they have a scene together? Kind of, but it's a panning shot, so it pans, so, and then there's, oh, okay. like, a thing in the way, and then she's on the other, like, side of the couch. Yeah, because they're, like, never together in the yeah. same shot, I don't think. And then she she's usually in black, but then she's in white for a bit. Uh, he flips his hair while he's leaning in a door frame. He does the full hand. He goes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's basically a he bunch of the, vignettes. We call it the Tiffany hair That's right. Switch. Tiffany brand hair swish. <laughs> Um, she puts on a leather jacket at one point. I'm not sure if it's so supposed does he, to be though, his. So, oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, let's see. Here's the here's the one thing I noticed at 3:13. This is for the fans. He's sliding down a door frame that kind of like that. Yeah, he gets frustrated at a door frame with his. And then there's on. just a big fucking rip in his crotch. Oh, dude. I didn't see that. I was too I was too focused on his his vest. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big hair. crotch rip going on. <laughs> well, I gotta watch this video again now. Yeah, and so then it ends with him in the bed. That she was in at the start. 
And he's got and no shirt on. He's got him. a yeah, and it pans over him. I I don't want to overlook that during the piano solo part, we do get a focus on on uh, Mr. Floriel. Oh yeah. Um, so he gets his moment, and then he falls into the background again because he's always there in the background yeah, on the piano, just on the piano. And uh, as like the story plays out, and then this other singer who, as we mentioned, is kind of just awkwardly there, and then story singer. Best yeah. guy. Yeah, there's a lot of shots of the two singers. Brendan Fraser. And it'll just be like real up close. Yeah. And he'll be like looking at you and the other guy's looking at the side and then it pans through him and then the other guy's looking at the side. And, and they're just singing. Yeah, it was like a, it was just a music video, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah. It, there wasn't much to it, I don't think. Yeah. It's uh, like they got the good idea for like, what if the whole thing was panning shots? Yeah, it would have been cooler if it was like, if, like if I went and like saw some trivia and they were like, dude, you know. It was all one shot, yeah. and like they built some crazy fucking set, and everyone was just running from scene to scene. That would have been cool. Been nuts. But also, pretty sure that didn't happen. No, it certainly it was just did like not. Pan into something dark, like so. Now something's close to the screen, and yeah. now it's a new. So that would have been neat. Yeah, it would have been neat. But uh, you know, obviously, one also kind of do that great. So they probably didn't have much dumb. money for a music video. Did you on the so yeah? That, did you have anything else to say about the music video? No, because I just wanted to briefly ask you: Did you see the music video? The Take On Me music video from Weezer. Yes. Okay. Everybody's talking about it because it's got the Stranger Thing kids. I saw it has band. Did, oh yeah, I saw that the one kid was there. I haven't seen Stranger Things though. Was it more than one Stranger Things kid? It's just, just the one, one Stranger Thing yeah. kid. I don't know which one. I, st- I stopped liking it when I watched the second season, so I kind of wiped it from my brain. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I I didn't watch it. I don't know what kid he is. Because uh, there's two kids that kind of look similar. Yeah. Um, it's one of them. I think I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark and say he's Will. Uh, that's definitely one of the names. It's <laughs> definitely one of the names. Um, anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into the other it. kids. I'm pretty sure are uh, like Bandit, Grouch, and uh, I'm gonna say Eddie. That's the, that's the four nerd kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't talk too much about um, Stranger Things, but I just. Wanted to bring that. I don't, I don't yeah. Seen it. Well, I guess we should mention this because people might be like, "Hey, oh yeah, Weezer did take on me." Yeah. You know, remember all the notes we had about Weezer's Africa version? That it just kind of sounds like Weezer playing Africa. It does. Take those notes. Replace every mention of Africa with "take on me." You might also want to mention uh, <laughs> replace nope. mentions of Toto. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, no, just keep those as well. Just the song title. Just, just, just imagine we're talking about. About um, Toto's take on me. And then take out all the exciting origin story, because this is just kind of Weezer cashing in on that everybody liked their cover of Africa. Yeah, and now they made a music video. And yeah. it, it also calls back to the original music video with a lot of scribbly drawing things. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. That's that music video. That is. We move on to our first cover. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Inside Out. That's right. Acapella. 1999. <laughs> You need a friend Don't look to a stranger 1999, 11 years later Yes, they're, you know, your classic American acapella group They do covers Yeah, they do covers This one, I mean, it's it's pretty, again, usually the acapella ones are like straightforward covers structurally Yeah And this one is that This one is that Um, it, it they, they make the opening riff, they do do-do-do-do-do-do They actually, they do the yeah. do-do-do's um, and then there's this one dude doing the bass line. As mentioned, it's very yep. repetitive and plays throughout. One dude just the whole time. And then uh, there's probably some beatboxing as well. Yeah, the guy does the drums on it. He does a good job. He almost sounds like a drum. 
And um, I'm, I've written this maybe the second least offensive acapella we've second had. Second least offensive? Yeah, it was, again, this one was, I didn't feel it hit very hard. No. And I thought it was weird because the the verse, the guy singing the verses, at least the first verse, I think it was the same guy, or the first, um, yeah, the verse. It seemed a little low for him, like he was straining a bit on the low end. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's true. It just kind of felt like that. And like, if you're a whole group of acapella singers, like the band didn't even have one singer. Yeah. Like you could just throw a different guy in there who Absolutely. sings a little lower. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, like, <clears throat> like he did fine. It just sounded like almost a little too low. Mm. And maybe it was just a bad day. And yeah, and you know, this is like an unusual tone for acapella groups because it's an electronic. Like yeah, and they, they it's like track. a dark electronic track, and they usually take everything up, and they're like, "When you're in doubt, yes, when you're in doubt, and they definitely didn't do that. They here. didn't do any of that. <clears throat> but it's also, oh yeah, the echoes going for a while after shout, 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 shout. Yeah, and uh, well, there is actually one later on. I don't know. Do you have anything? No cross to bear on this one. Yes, they do say that. These guys did a cover of Alphaville's Forever Young, which I didn't look into, but just a, just a little fun fact. Yeah, I think I went to that album as well. And uh, and then there's also... They do that. They do that. And somehow I still didn't hate this version. And and that's that that comes up during the uh, choruses, and then it continues during the solo section. Yeah, after yeah, during the during the I gotta tell yous, which I thought they yeah. did a good job of. I gotta tell ya. And then, but it starts off. They do like a like drop thing. Oh yeah, which we've heard before in acapella songs. Yeah, it's an acapella staple. And then yeah, the guy uh, does the he does the solo bit. I think. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I think they do that or something. Do, 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 do. Or the it's that's we sports. <laughs> <laughs> the thing he did in the solo, which is similar to the opening riff. Yeah, and then they do on the closing like choruses. They do uh, vocal harmonization. Yeah, which I thought was a good way to add variety in near yeah, the end. There, there's a lot of vocalists. Yeah, and then the last note's just a boom. That's how it ends. Hey, I could do that. You could do that. We could, but we I won't. Just do an acapella cover one day. Yeah, see if we can. Yeah, no, we can do. It. We can. just facetiously. We're incredible. And, and we're incredible vocalists. So. Let's, let's give it a try now. Uh, <laughs> Wait, were we doing Wii Sports or were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing some problems. Sorry. Perfect. No, wait. We, no, that was perfect. Good. One take. That's one take. Hey, Mercedes. That was two. Midwest alt rock group. Yes, I didn't know too much about them. I looked them up, but I forgot to write it down. They uh, they broke up after two albums, got back together in the late two thousands, and sometimes, occasionally, tour. Way to go, guys! So kind of like when in Rome, but without the infighting, <laughs> without the legal battles and conflicts. Yeah. Cool. So this one has a fade in on drums and like a, a yes. single synth note. Or Does something. not do the intro riff. Yeah, it's like very like filtered. Yeah, this is a heavily filtered one on the vocals and initially on the instruments when they come in. Mm-hmm. And then that that gets uh, taken off. Yeah. And then uh, the drums are similar to the original. Yeah. But the, I believe they are played on a an actual drum kit. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's a drum machine. I think anymore. yeah. So we get we get actual instruments on this. 
we have an actual bass playing the bass line, mm-hmm. and it adds in a few more notes rather than just the dun 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 It's like dun 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 Like it just throws in some extra ones. And the drums, I think, also throw in a couple extra beats on the regular pattern. Yeah, very similar. We got a sort of filtered vocal performance. The original had like synth pads in the background. Yeah. And now they kind of have a guitar doing that. Not exactly the same. Right. But it's like it was like real like kind of distorted feedbacky guitar doing like yeah like sounds and then what do we got so the chorus takes out the bass and changes the drums so the drums get to go bigger yeah the first the first chorus like totally cuts down yeah and uh and then they put a they i feel like yeah there's definitely real filter on everything yeah yeah absolutely and then that guitar is like doing some like slidey stuff like like yeah progression um and then we get a a big instrumental sting on sometimes if I shout. Shout! And it's like, yeah, there's this heavy string. They really yeah. hit the guitar. Yeah, and the second chorus brings everything in as opposed to the first one, which strips most things out. Yes. It yeah. becomes there's much more bombastic. I think there's... I think the drums even change a bit. Like, he moves to, like, a... Yeah, I think we get more, uh, yeah, cymbal action. Um, or, like, a, I don't know, a, a heavier cymbal that rings more. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, crash or splash, maybe. Splash that cymbal. Don't splash the little ones? Yeah. Okay. But they'd I, still have a lot of ring to they them. They would. I think it's bigger than that. But I do, I'm not a drum guy. I'm just a guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey. Um, we got some guitar going on. There's a bit of vocal harmony. And the piano solo is copied note for note on the guitar in this one. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's like, that part's pretty straightforward. Although, there's something they do at the uh, end that's yeah. kind of neat. I mean, they do another chorus or two yeah as you do because you know that's what that's how the song that's how the song goes but then at the end they like bring in a drum machine and i think a synth bass so it's like at the end that they like change the instrumentation kind of okay and then they fade out on that that. that's what i heard anyway okay i noticed that it kind of strips down to just drums in this very light stringed instrument i thought it was just maybe a guitar like right near the end could be. And then the voice echoes out. So is the bass line reminded me of the wedding bass line. Yeah! A bit. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're totally right. The wedding, a different song by David Bowie. I love that fucking song. Yeah, so it reminds me of that bass line. Yeah, you're right. It's just a little faster. It's not exactly the same, Yeah. but it has a similar sound. Definitely. And it is faster, I think. Yeah. So that's the thing about this. That Well, that's improved in my eyes. Yeah. That was a neat addition. Baseline from a different song that Hell we yeah. also like. So with that, let's move into the Eyeliners 2005. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. You know in the end. Yeah, this is a like pop punk well pop punk or more just like straight punk uh, probably a little poppy pop punk yeah. yeah um a group they're on the like black hearts label so oh, they're definitely okay. like there's some joan jett influence there right, with the punk they're the like femme punk i don't think that's a term like you know you know women when they play punk I, music it's women punk <laughs> what lady punk I don't know. These might actually mean something. It's wonk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Play some of that wonk music. That's what we call it. Uh, it's three sisters. Yeah. I was reading the Wikipedia article, and when it said their names, it didn't say, like, first name, first name, and first name, last name. Yeah. It said, like, first name, last name, 
first name, last name, name and first, first name, name, first name, last name. Oh, and so I was like, at first I was like, are they not related? Like, <laughs> but they are related. Yeah, so that's They're... Lisa, Laura, and Gil, Jill, G or J. Well, a G. I assume it's not a J now that I think about it. Um, I'm not going to guess. But what's the last name? Baca. Baca. B-A-C-A. Baca. <laughs> Maybe Basa. So, <laughs> Basa. Um, anyway, so it's three siblings started a punk rock band. Yeah. The story is they were auditioning drummers. And then the sister who was to be the singer. Lisa. Lisa. No, sorry. That is oh, uh, Laura. Laura. Lisa's on the uh, bass. Decided she wanted to try out the drums because they had a kit they were auditioning people on. And they were like, yeah, that's good enough for punk rock. And then she could sing and drums at the same time. Yeah. So they uh, did. I'm not saying she's a bad drummer. I'm saying. No, I think she does some good drum work on I'm just this, saying honestly. You, I'm just making fun of punk rock. I'm saying you don't need to be a good drummer for punk rock. This is after yeah. they've been playing for 10 years as well. So Yeah. So the band was originally called Psychodrama. And then they changed the name to the Eyeliners once they started touring the West Coast. Because you can't be psychodrama on the West Coast. No. That, that's absurd. It's too close to the, the hit Alan Parsons project song, Psychobabble. Psychobabble. Uh, Psychobabble. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, yeah, so she does lead vocals and plays the drums. So next time you're at like uh, some kind of competition where you're naming bands with lead singers on drums... You can name more than just Janison. And the Eagles. Although the Eagles have a lot of singers, so. Yeah, Eagles is cheating. Yeah. But, It'd be like saying I mean, the Beatles. But Don Henley is Don Henley. And oh, that's fair. I wouldn't say Don Henley's status in the Eagles is quite the same, same as, as Ringo, Ringo Starr's status yeah. in the Beatles. Fair enough. But hey, what do I know? Not a lot. Um, let me see here. Yeah, so that's original name. We get kick drum yes. and guitar at the start. And there's no piano in this version. Yeah, they have like a kind of a drum roll thing at the start. Yeah. But they do the intro riff, but it's on guitar. Yeah. Which is pretty typical. Exactly. Um, that kind of switches to a standard and rock beat. it fills beat. into and just goes yeah. like standard, like this is a punk rock song now. Yeah. We're doing a rock beat because it's a punk rock yeah, song. Yeah, so I think there's like some double kick action going on. And then, but other than that, it's pretty standard rock. There's like a dun dun. Yeah. Pretty straight. Um, forward, I should say. Pretty straight. Forward. <laughs> forward um and then the vocals come in and they're would you say they're like typical like i don't know if i would say typical necessarily they're definitely like a little squeaky yeah her voice has some it sort has, of quality to it that i can't yeah, i don't know what it is i almost said valley girl but it's not really that no um because i only because i couldn't think of a better term Maybe it's sort of that quality because people always say that your accent disappears when, you, when sing, you sing, but I feel like that's only in a very specific stylings. Of yeah, singing. I, f- I feel like that is mostly true. Like, and then sometimes it's not. That's true unless it isn't. Like, it's that kind of a situation. Yeah. So I feel like this is an. It's it's just part of her natural part of her, voice. The way she like she actually talks. Talks. Okay. It's coming through. Yeah. It's not quite talk singing it's, like a Lou Reed situation. Right. But I, she's obviously not singing like a like a trained professional either. Yeah, she, it's fairly, I would say, like distinctive and and has that n- almost spoken quality, but not not spoken. Yeah. Not, again, not like Lou Reed, but uh, but there's like some personality there, mm-hmm. or or I think there is. I mean, I I don't want to say like there's also a possibility she's just copying a bunch of groups that came before that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like there's some personality there. Excuse me while I uh, you know qualify everything i say sure 
Um, the bass on this track is almost like impossible to hear, and it's just a like simple. There's not much bass. It's just like doom 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 doom. Four what do quarter notes? Yeah, it's not a ton. Uh, um, so we get, note about the bass. Yeah, we get a uh, we get the drums going again on the cymbals for the chorus. All yeah, the, the chorus kind of pick is, up again. Picks up. Got these power chords going. Yeah, it's on kind of driving power chords. Cymbals come in. Yeah, it's bigger. And then second verse comes in. We start getting the muted guitar rhythm. That is a muted guitar. Yeah. Okay. I I wasn't quite sure what it was. So that's a that's a classic punk rock technique. Is the, right. the muted guitar? Muted like that. guitar. I wasn't sure. I thought uh, yeah. It's like no, palm muted. Sense. Yeah. 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 I can hear that now. I wasn't quite sure. It was like, kind of sounds like a guitar or like, yeah. No, no. It's muted guitar. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Muted guitar. Um, and then, yeah. And then they, they have their line when they say, no grudge? No, they say no gripe. Gripe? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I heard grud. But I was <laughs> like, it can't be grud. That's nothing. Yeah. And I was like, was... And then it almost sounded to me like they said bride, but that still doesn't make sense. And yeah. I was like, no, like, just because they're women singing a song doesn't mean they're going to say bride in there, Alex. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah, that was my experience. Yeah, it's no gripe, and I've gripe. never heard the phrase no gripe to bear. No, um, I, I still am not 100% certain that no cross to bear is appropriate in this situation. Yeah, I heard, like, uh, one of the guys on Genius was like, I always heard no crop to bear. Like... Bearing crop, like, like growing, like wheat. I mean, like we have bear born. Yeah, this we have cr- born like... crop. Yeah, like so in the sense that he he throws these, he shouts, or in this case, she shouts, and there's no, there's nothing to come from it. There's no end result. It's like, just shouting. Yeah, right? like no conflict no crop should to bear. grow. There's no real result. See, I'm trying to th- like I would usually think of like the metaphor of a crop as like. The good thing is the wheat, because you know right, I was yeah. raised in the Catholic Church, uh, but that this is the wheat. the The crop here is is, 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 is animosity. Seeds, for, yeah, from Ooh. the seeds of conflict, danger. Ciao, ciao, ciao. They echo this one too. I didn't write it down. I feel like they do. Neither did I. There's yeah, some better. Like, there's some better echoes. Yeah, and this one's more like solo echoes, because yeah, she says "I will" and kind of echoes out on the final. I will, I will, I will. I will. Things like that. I will. Um, yeah, she puts some kind of emotive flair on some of the lines, like, gonna always be there. And there was another one that I forgot. But, like, so she does, there is something weird about her voice, but she also puts in an effort to, like, bring out some of the emotion of this song, which we don't always see. Like, a lot of people just, I would say, hey, Mercedes just kind of took on a style of singing. Right. And I was like, this is the style of the song, where this one's like, I'm going to sing it in this style with these feelings behind it. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I definitely think, like, if you like female-led punk rock, this is the version for you. It's a solid version. Even if you don't specifically like that thing, it's still good. I mean, it's same, like, I feel like it's not, with this song, it's not like, I'm going to compare it to Take On Me again. Mm-hmm. It's not like that, where, like, they've got this hugely... They've got this this thing on a pedestal to compare yourself to. Yeah. This is not, you know, this is a group that had a one-hit wonder that's, like, not even that well-known. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not that kind of situation. We're like, yeah, they're, like, listen to whatever version, because they're all good. Exactly, yeah. You know, you're not depriving yourself because you didn't listen to the When in Rome version. Exactly. In most cases. Anyway. Yeah, that's all from me. Yeah. Um, no solo on this. It's more of like a bridge section, which is more accurate for punk rock or more appropriate rather. Yeah. 
I hear that. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got to say. Should we talk to, uh, talk about Marshall? Marshall. Yes, we should talk about Marshall. In the year 2006. 2006. So these are, they're Greek. Mm-hmm. I forget. I didn't copy their names down. But oh, you the, piece the, of shit. You're going to put this on me. Yeah, I'm going to put this on you. Did, oh, because you have to say them because they're Greek names. Yeah, and they're tough. Okay, so first let's talk about this. The name Marshall is derived from the first syllable of each of their names. Yeah, which is fun because one of them's name is Sophie. Yeah. Which is clearly pronounced... Sophie. Sophie. Or something like... Well, it has to be. It has <laughs> to be, right? Like, why would you write it that way? Or unless... Why would they put the H in there then and not... Um, yeah, unless it's Marceau. Like, yeah. just confusing the matter. Okay, so it's... Marianthe Malitzi and Sophie Serigianidou. Serigianidou. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know. I don't, Greek. I, I don't know how Greek things are pronounced at all. Like I heard their voices on this, I was like, I guess that's a Greek sure. accent. Why not? <laughs> Who says it isn't? And there I'll is fucking a kill him. Dude, singer on this track. The best I could get was somebody yeah. in the comments said it was a dude named Vasilikos. I didn't know who it was either. I yeah. Find it. He sounds British. Yeah, he does. Um. And then yeah, because he sings the he sings the choruses. No, yeah. Yeah, he sings chorus the chorus right. and uh, says something else in there too. I think there's some more like backup stuff. Yeah, and we had some harmony with him and her saying. Uh, I think him and her on the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she definitely does, or she, I, I think they both sing. Yeah, I think it's they're both like synthesis vocalist lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like both play their synthesizers and sing. I don't know who's singing on this track, yeah. um, but it's definitely this is very like electronic to me. Yeah, it's a very heavy synth. Piece. Yeah, and like it's very synth, but like the specific synth sounds sound very electronic to me. Like they're simple yeah. waves. I think. Okay. So like it's almost like. 8-bit-ish at times. Yeah. Where it's like, that sounds like a triangle wave or whatever. Right, like, like the piano, like, the replacement for the piano riffs, uh, the tone of it, I thought, could almost be like an underwater, like, Donkey Kong Country level. Yeah, it's got that, that sound sort of to it. Yeah. Like, it's got, it's got a, like a, it's echoey. Yeah. But it sounds like, sounds, it's got that sound to it. Um, she's got a very airy voice when she sings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need you um, to talk about that for the next five minutes. All right, I got five minutes. So, uh, her voice is kind of airy. I really think now that define it, airy. airy um, that's like 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 you might also say breathy. It's like there's a okay, lot yeah. of air passing through the resonating cavity that you're using to sing. So on the one hand, not only is is that resonance happening, but there's air passing through it, and that changes the timbre of the tone uh, in in a specific way, and that's what makes us think of the term airy or again breathy mm -hmm. and this is it's a it's an interesting quality okay we often associate it with like indie music definitely like what we would refer to as indie music which is a whole other can of worms but i actually don't have anything else to say i <laughs> I, I tried that's you, all you i got went on longer than i thought you would i thought you were gonna go into breakdown of what air is honestly the air is actually almost about 70 percent nitrogen but the oxygen is the part we breathe okay um heavy it's electronic drums on this obviously yeah it's very similar drum and bass line to the original um and i'm now trying to i'm struggling to remember what it sounds like but underneath the verses they've got like a synth riff going on yeah 
Yeah, so there is this synthesizer, and it's it's kind of a higher higher frequency, mm-hmm. and it is just following the like vocal melody. No greed to greed to bear. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I don't know if it's grief um, or grape on this one. Um, I heard greed. That still doesn't make sense. Yeah, but at this point, I was operating on none of well, this makes well, sense because well, I heard greep. Greep. <laughs> and I was like, maybe Greek people don't no know. No Greek gripe to is bear? <laughs> is it Greek? Like an like a a Greek person? Like a, there are no Greek people to bear. <laughs> um, what else do I have to see about the piano solo was again copied note for note, and maybe I should break down what that sounds yes, like. The solo. It sounds a little like this. <laughs> As every synthesizer solo is a synthesizer solo from Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. We've got more listens on that. Awesome. Really trying to push that episode. Hell yeah. This is called uh, self-promotion. Yeah. Is what this is called. Um, it's like what Marvel does where you got to watch all 100 movies to understand the new yeah, Avengers. Yeah, we, we need to really weave in our narrative. <laughs> our extended universe. Uh, we, I think we need to kill one of us off, actually. <laughs> but bring him back later. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's another thing they do. They do the solo and then they do the, I gotta tell ya. Mm-hmm. But, but they have like a little like LFO or something on the voice. So it's like, I gotta tell ya. Uh, yeah, there's like a little like, I, I just called it distortion, but you, yeah. Low frequency oscillator. Yeah. An oscillator that oscillates below auditor like audible frequency. Just so everybody knows that. So it sounds like a uh 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 instead of like ah. Uh, I gotcha. Without going into too much detail. Um well, again, this one does they do it ah uh, at at a, at a point oh, here just that. before the breakdown to just yes, the ambiance they break synth. Down yeah, there's this vocal part that goes ah. Uh, and then it does that bit, and then there's another, uh, and that ends that segment. Oh, so it, like, bookends it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, um, I didn't write that down, but yeah, they definitely, like, they, they break it down, there's, like, synth pads in the background, and mm-hmm. they still have, I think it's the same synthesizer that was following the vocals before, but now it's just doing, like, chord changes. Yeah. And then... And then the bass like comes in at the end or partway through. And then they do another chorus yeah, with yeah, everything yeah. With turned everything up, cranked up. And then the woman, uh, I don't know which one of them it is that's singing because they're both credited as vocalists. Yeah, I, c- I didn't hear two distinct female voices yes, on this song. So I imagine it's one of them singing it, but I don't know which. But she closes it out and there's an echo on her voice as it goes out. Basically, this version is if you heard the original and you're like, I wish this was more dancey. Here you go. Yeah, I think like this is what, 2006? This feels yeah. like more of like a synth pop from 2006 yeah except probably not synth pop more like dance it's it's when in rome with extra dance yeah like i don't know exactly where the status is in terms of like pop but it's synth definitely yeah and the the fact that they use grief slash gripe that makes me think they maybe heard the uh eyeliners version could have been this was only a year later yeah so it's possible. I don't know how popular the eyeliners were is my only thing. I've never heard of them. Not that that means anything. They're with a label. They went on tour. Yeah. They're a real band. They have a Wikipedia page. They're a real band. <laughs> oh, I'm a real band. <laughs> Should we talk about Amber Lynn? Yeah, let's talk about Amber Lynn. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. Seven. 
I don't know too much about the band. They're an I American they're... alt rock band from Florida. That my sister used to like a bunch. I knew people were into this. I couldn't think of who. Yeah. That puts a face to it and my makes sister. sense. My sister. Now it makes sense? Okay. She wore a lot of black. Yeah. Big she, was, hair. she was like a scene kid, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So this, I don't know if this was part of that, but she was for sure. So yeah, that's where I heard about it. It was like my sister liked this group. And group? Some of the other, you know, people I knew from. From technical theater class, yeah, uh, would have would have listened to this. Music. Oh yeah, your girl Sam probably would have, right? Ah, uh, probably. Yeah, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Sam. Yeah, so Amberlynn, we got another ambient synth opening guitar. They're and... from uh, Berlin. Yeah. Si- no, I have. no, they're from <laughs> from fucking Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have a piano and a guitar playing the riff. At, yeah, the at the riff. same time, right? Yeah. And uh, and then I believe the drum and bass are still synthesized. Yeah, it's definitely synth bass. And uh, but it's quite distorted. Yeah. And then the lyrics come in, do, doing their lyrics thing. The vocals are kind of echoey, and there's like a background synth that's like sweeping the whole yeah, time, like back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the effect. <laughs> like slowly, I think. Yeah. Um. And it's and if you listen to it on headphones, it's more obvious. It's panning also uh, from side to side. Of course, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, less obvious if you. I, I think this one's a little faster tempo than the original. Just going off the synth bass. Didn't notice. I uh, could be wrong. It just sounds faster to me. Um, the chorus kicks in, and that's when the drums kick into, and the vocals obviously pick up. This is a classic maneuver. The echo voice on the "I Promise You" sounds very much like the same style he sings the verses in. So mm-hmm. it's very like subdued, low. Right. And then he comes up for the chorus. Also on the chorus, they read in this like really thin guitar sound. That's like yeah. heavily, that's like fairly heavily distorted, but like it sounds very thin as well. Like, like you're just getting some like I don't know, higher frequencies maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is um, a very interesting guitar sound. I don't yeah. you don't regularly hear that. No, I almost wonder if it's like a hand pass filter or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that I don't really I only know low pass filter sounds. I don't really know other filters, so that would kind of make sense to me, but I'm not sure. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you just did a high pass and a low pass... Kinda... That would be a band pass. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my uh, my pedal has, that distortion one. Yeah, so it could be something like that. Yeah. For sure. Um, but again, I'm not super up on that kind of filtering. Right. Um, and his R's, when he says his R's, mm-hmm. they kind of sound like W's. No gripe, too bad. But like, they don't sound like W's, but they sound like the kind of R that could turn into a W okay. easily. Like they're threatening to do it. Yeah, like they're close. Like if he was a little like lax on that, yeah. like maybe he did some speech therapy when he was younger, and now he's good. But like if he's like feeling tired on a day, right? And like he's got a little bit of a head cold, he might say, right. "Yeah, he might stumble gwipe. back in old patterns." So who knows? Okay. But uh, he's doing good. Just keep it up, Amberlin guy. Amberlin, man, Berlin. Um, there's like sparse piano notes in here. Yeah, I think it's just holding chords. I think at one point it just kind of goes. I think it's the end of the first chorus, like to bring in the second verse. It's just like boop. It's weird. And they say no gripe in this one. Yeah, again, I for some reason didn't remember the word gripe. So it's like gripe. That makes no sense at all. (laughs) That's not a word. These guys don't know what they're talking about. I know English. The only reason I even knew gripe is because I looked at the genius lyrics and they have I should no have. gripe in there. I should have for sure looked at actual lyrics, but I was like, no, I gotta listen. Gotta listen. Gotta do With this. My ears. I gotta do this heuristically. 
Heuristically. Heuristically. Ah, a little pun hey, for hey. you there. Um, the synth changes its tone before the chorus. It's oh, the I didn't same notice notes, that. But they shift some kind of knob on there and get a different sound up. Turn a knob, make it sound different. That's synthesizers, baby. Hey, that's synthesis. Uh, yeah, guitar, piano, doing the solo together. Um, was there a solo? Yeah, they do the same solo from the, uh, the original. I wrote down there was no solo, so apparently I didn't pay very uh, much attention. So I don't know what to say. That's what you get. Well, it goes solo to like a bridgey kind of thing. Is it a shorter solo? Probably. I feel like this version is shorter, but it might be because you thought it was faster. Yeah. Um, and very quiet. This one, the the vocals on the Gotta Tell You section are almost behind I the instruments. Gotta tell you. Gotta tell you. Gotta tell you. And they might say want to tell you on this one too, which is not usually in wanna the Wanna tell ya. Ya. Y'all. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, uh, 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 it sounds like there's maybe a delay effect on the guitar. Maybe just like an echo. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Apparently, I didn't pay much attention during this version. Well, because, Alex. Because, again, I wrote down there was no solo. Yeah, great. Thank you very Which, much. Which, like, pretty sure there was now. There is both a delay and an echo on the guitar. Both? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he says, I will, and then everything fades. Which is, again, like how most of these versions end. You could tell me anything right now. Okay, what if I told you Newfound Glory did a cover in 2007? I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I planned them to be. But if you wait around a while, I'll make you fall for me. I promise. I promise you I... Straight facts. Hell yeah. This is uh, Florida Pop Punk. What if these guys knew Anne Berlin? Both from Florida. I think one of them's from a place called Winterhaven. The other's probably from like Winterhold. Some other place in so, Florida. Uh, another winter themed town in Florida. Yeah. Um I yeah, I didn't look these are these are like big pop punk guys. Yeah. This definitely they have like a similar sound to this like a Blink one eighty two or something. Textbook pop punk cover. Oh yeah. Because it's mostly just driving guitar and like drums being like Yeah, the drums are very pop punk. Yeah. Like I don't know what that's called necessarily, but like I looked up pop punk rhythms and this was like one of them. The like I don't even like I'm trying to think so like Yeah, he so that's the that's the interesting thing about this one is he opens with like the chorus. You would think. So we get like a... Yeah, it comes right in with the chorus and the piano riff. Yeah. actual piano. Yeah, and a sort of like ambient organ at the start, too. Oh, I didn't notice an organ. I usually notice organs. I usually notice organs. Ooh. Okay, Kermit, simmer down. I usually notice organs. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah this is like very high energy. Yeah. Like, real driving, driving beat. And I feel like the bass also... I think common in this pop punk style, yeah. like actually gets a fair amount of work to do. Like it's jumping around a lot. Yeah. Have you ever seen like a pop punk type bassist playing? Like they're moving. They're really going. Yeah. You yeah. can't even always hear it. Like they're. Oh yeah. Like you don't hear this until I think there was like a like a sort of breakdown somewhere, and then you hear how really growly the bass actually is. And then it's fucking low. And like on they this. play pretty fast too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh the I already said oh uh the rhythm is very headbangable. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. Like I said, energy. This one gets the kids to jump around yeah, at the concert, the you know? And they do that mute. Th they do a mute. Like you were talking about the mute, but yeah. I recognize this as a mute. Where they do go. that. And then like go right into the uh, chorus. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let me see. Drums are similar to the original, but seem to just be played heavier. Like just I, like, I thought the drums were quite different. You're right. It is a little different, but they still emphasize the key notes from the original, I would say. Okay. It's like an expanded pop punk version of it. 
It's yeah, definitely very pop punk. Uh, what else is interesting on this one? Oh, when they say sometimes if I shout, if I shout, yeah, they got that part. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. Um, um he goes up on when your day is through, and also sometimes if I shout, if I shout. Oh, we gotta do that again. Um, so question. Yes. Do they say gripe again? They do. Okay. What'd you think it was on this one? I actually wrote gripe this time. Hey! <laughs> Nailed it. I don't know what was wrong with me when I was listening to the Amberlin version. The bass at the end does a, is a little pattern. Yeah. Where it like... That's where you can actually hear it. Yes. Where it'll play like a note and then it jumps up a fourth and then plays like four sixteenth notes real quick. Oh, yeah. Like real fast. And I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to remember what it sounds like. I think it's like yeah, is that, yeah, is that what they're yeah. doing? That, that yeah. sounds about right. It changed. I think it's different at the end. Yeah, and so again we get the piano solo, but with distortion guitar. Yes, again, we've seen this before. Um, yeah, and that's the song they found out on. I will. I will. They might. Do they repeat that a couple times? Yeah, of course yeah. they do. I will. I promise you, and, they do. <laughs> but yeah, this is your pretty standard pop punk fare. Yeah. Should we talk Radian 2011? Yeah, let's move into uh let's move into Radian. If you need a friend, look to a stranger. You know in the uh, I don't think I had a ton about this one either. His full name is Radian Roberts. He's a Welsh baritone singer and musical theater actor. He finished second in series four, that's how you know it's British, of The X Factor. He was on The X Factor. Yeah, he did some did some TV things. Yeah. And uh yeah, we had to watch a fan-made music video for this. Yes, it was a fun, a fun music video that was all just like accolades. My, so he says a fan vid because they are fun to make and he's a great subject. Smiley uh, face. Smiley face. So yeah, it was it was basically just clips of Radian and like overlaid with like quotes from articles yeah, and from stuff articles. about how great he is. Exactly. Now, he definitely has that musical theater quality to his voice. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's definitely, it's a pretty, uh... This is almost operatic in terms yes. of how he sings it. And you see him in all the videos, he's like wearing a suit, and he's got like a co- uh, like a choir behind yeah, him. Yeah, not just a suit, but like a fucking sequin suit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it'll be like red, like an entirely yeah. red suit, and like, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty theatrical. Yeah. Dramatic. Um, uh, we get this echoey sort of piano. It kind of is like... Yes, the piano's echoey, but it's like kind of a slow echo. Yeah. So like it... Yeah. It, but not like not super slow, but like slow-ish. Like not fast. Yeah. But not super slow. But it's like... Because you, you kind of get it like a little bit afterwards. And it doesn't last. And so like because of that, like when they stop playing... It's very like busy because you get those echoes. Yeah, and yeah. I put here he has. I've called this an angel choir synth, where it just sounds like oh! the like string pads. Yeah, yeah. He sings a little lower. He's a baritone, but he can sing a little higher too. He's, yeah, he's, he's got a pretty singer good range. Guy. And uh, yeah, and and oh, the other thing about the chorus on this one yeah. is they bring in the like kind of pop piano of like repeated chords. So, like, yeah. Doo, doo. Do, yeah, yeah, do, yeah, absolutely. Do, 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 that kind of do, sound. And then, like, a choir comes in. Yep. 
I call them a chorus at first, just to be a little mm, mm, chorus for the chorus. Mm. And then the second verse, they keep they keep that piano in. Yeah. Um, but it's like a, it does like a fade kind of, where it'll be like do 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 and like and yeah, that's that's what they introduce for the second. Right. One. Yeah. So I, the second verse yes. kind of strips the drums too, and they don't come back in until he says shout. Hmm. And this is a no gripe one. And um, let me see what else I have. So yeah, the care the choir back up and they do some oohs and o's in the in the choruses following that. Here's my problem with this song. It's too fucking polished. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, his fucking musical theater voice and like his choir in the goddamn background, it misses out on the sort of flawed integrity that this song's supposed to be about. Interesting. It's I'm a piece of shit. But I'm a lovable piece of shit. Where he's but like, he's just I'm a beautiful man. Think about how great he is. And I'll make you love me. That's Look the- at my fancy suit. And my boyish good charms. And the entire video is just like jerking Ridian off. Like- yeah. <laughs> Ridian Roberts, I'll have you know. He has a last name. We refer to him anonymously. I know. I'm not sure if I trust these mononymous people. Yeah. Madonna? Hmm. Suspicious. And, um, yeah, I mean, I also think, other than that, like, later on, I think the choir gets brought up in the mix a bit. Yeah, they absolutely do. So it's just, like, do. more and more of that. And then, uh, fades out on the piano chords. Yeah. Piano it's a musical theater yeah. piece. It's a musical theater, I'm, yeah. It's, I'm not a musical theater it's guy. It's musical I, theater I don't think... with, like, some pop. Yeah, and I would say there are so many styles of music that this song just kind of seamlessly melds into. Does seem to do. A we pretty do good electronic. Job, yeah. We do new wave. We do punk, but this one does not work for me. Yeah, I, I mean, this one it was it was fine. I could see it working in in some situations, but they're all musicals. Yeah, like, it would be like a fine thing to do in a musical, but not a great thing to do. No, if if that makes sense. Yeah, it's um, uh, not not that interesting. Nope. Let's talk about Shellshagging. If you need a friend, don't look to a stranger. You know in the end, Shellshag will... 2012. Now this is the version I knew. Now this is not polished. No. No. So this is a two-piece punk rock band from Brooklyn, Jennifer Shagawat and John Shellhead Driver. Huh. So that's where the name Shellshag ha, comes from. Shagawat. Similar to, to Marceau. And do you think, these two are a couple. Do you think Miss Shagawat, Mrs. Shagawat got... I don't know if they're married or not. I know they are were at the very least oh. d- dating. Do you think that Madame Shagawat got <laughs> teased a lot for her name? Because I, I, I suspect... To Shagawat? She may have been. Um, so that would be unfortunate. I think she's lucky that um, she's American and Austin Powers didn't come out till like the 90s, right? Fair I think she's probably on her way out of the education system at that point. Maybe she might have. She might have uh, snuck under. I don't know. Because these two started playing together in '97. They didn't. Really oh, okay, so this is kind of a later official unit until 2005. Okay. Uh, so this is the first version I heard. It's off what I'm. I've slowly come to realize is a cover album called "Fuck Society" Volume One. Yes. So you were already familiar with Shellshag? Yes, they uh, do the their their songs are used on Beautiful Anonymous, Beautiful Phone Calls from Anonymous People by Chris Gethard, the podcast. Okay, phenomenal podcast. You should absolutely listen to it. Uh, yeah, and so I first heard him on there, and I've listened to him ever since. 
And yeah, I like them and I like this version. Yeah, it's uh This is the most stripped down of all the versions we encounter, I think. For sure. It's like it and it very basic, like them singing, kind of like not even really following the the melody that closely. Mm-hmm. Like not that it sounds bad and it changes it up, but also like and at one point they say Shell Shag will be there. Yeah, I love that. That's right at which the start is fun. instead of saying I'll be there. And um but yeah, it's like the guitar is different. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. And and just like the drums follow that. So it's just like yeah. these triplets. Yeah, and the drums do triplets on basically a random drum each time. It's a pattern. They go from one to the other yes, to the other it moves and then around. reverse. But yeah. Just between like snare toms. Is it cymbals sometimes? I'm not sure. I want to say yes, but Probably. This yeah. one's two minutes, fifteen seconds. I it's believe. very short. Very short. They like cut out. We like cut out the there's no solo bridge slash solo part. Um, we cut out. Cut the out a few... Gotta tell you, need to tell you. Yeah, and a few um, choruses, I think. Yeah, and um, what else is not in here? No, I promise you on the chorus. It's just him singing. It's actually they're both singing. They're singing in harmony on the chorus, but they don't do the second part. They don't. Yeah, so oh. it's just, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of the right words to say, and no, I promise you. Oh, so they cut that out. Yeah. Okay, I see. The, like, backup echoes. Um, although they do do echoes on When You're in Doubt very doubt, heavily. Doubt, 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 doubt. <laughs> so they do that for Yeah, sure. it's got a lot of personality, this version, I would say. It definitely does. It's definitely probably the most distinct, mm-hmm. noticeably different yeah. of them. And it's interesting because this song technically doesn't have a lot to it in the original, mm-hmm. given that it's basically all done on a synthesizer. Yeah, it's like one dude and then two singers. So, and it's not often we see something like that and somebody's like, we'll do less. And it actually turns out sounding okay. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah, uh, I think this would be a great live number, especially because they refer to the band and not themselves. They're like, Shellshag. And people could cheer there. when they say Shellshag. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, very, this is like very punk to me. Yeah, because I think removing the I promise you part makes it more punk. Because you take out one of the sort of like higher musical elements of it. Yeah. And that just makes it like a little dirtier, a little more punk rock. Yeah. Well, down on the down on the dirt so to speak um i didn't have much more to say about this yeah uh, yeah uh, i was happy to find that this version still held up after i after I listening to all the, the other ones. versions yeah. yeah i was a little worried about it at first because definitely you get that feeling of like there there have been some versions of other songs kind of like this that i have not liked yeah uh but this worked fine yeah yeah it's a good time um let's move on to the other 2012 one we got which is real big fish You need a friend Don't look to a stranger You know in the end I'll always Coming in hot Coming in hot uh, Another real big fish version This is a live version I believe this is a live album Okay um, I was surprised by the quality of the recording for It sounds, live. yeah, it for sure it did, To me didn't really sound like a live version Either that or they were bombing the fucking show Everybody's like, we don't like real big fish And it left <laughs> They just didn't and have anyone no Like, I guess we can do multiple takes then <laughs> I don't know um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's And it's real big fish Yep. Uh, we've discussed them before They're a ska punk band Yep. And in case you hadn't guessed the opening riff is on horns. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get horns and hi-hat at the start. Yes. There's some cymbal coming in. And we get like a, a sort of walking bass. It's like one walking bass pattern repeated. Right. It sounds 
Like it's definitely like there's the walking bass that is like ska. Yeah. But they're also incorporating aspects of the original bass line. Mm-hmm. So it kind of jumbles it a little bit. So maybe if you listen to it, it wouldn't be super clear that it was like a ska walking bass line. But right. that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> that's cool. It sounds sounds cool. Yeah, this one creates, and again, we get, of course, the classic reggae rhythm guitar. Yeah, this is a very, this is probably the most, like, rhythmic version. Yeah. Even though the other ones are, like, kind of dance, but they're a lot faster. This one has, like, a real strong, like, rhythmic feeling. Yeah. Um, And then even, like, during the the choruses, I really noticed, like, the lyrics are, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right. Like, that sounds very rhythmic Yeah, to it's me very rhythmic and, and laid back without losing energy. Yeah, these guys, I mean, I guess that's what the, the brass does. Yeah. But uh, definitely. I think there's a wood block on the rhythm, isn't there? Probably. Probably. I says. didn't notice. Also, Google mm-hmm. docs versus. No, I did not mean versus as in to verse someone. <laughs> You're the fucking Smash Bros. As announcer. in like VS. Google docs. Google versus. docs. Versus. Versus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, it, it wants to correct my, my use of verses, uh, as in verse plural, right? and say it's verses with a U. Uh, so, no Google Docs. That's not what I meant. Verses! Verses. Microsoft Word! <laughs> yeah, I hate some of the things this, this program tries to correct me on, although usually it's like emotive spelling errors. PowerPoint! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, I do like I do like the like rhythm that they add. Like it's it's a really yeah. like strong. And I like the horns feeling. on this. Yeah, I, I think they're not awful. In terms of like replacing the synthesizer sounds, they mm-hmm. do a pretty good job. And they do a little solo as well. It might be a saxophone solo. Yes, I think it's a saxophone solo. Yeah, and this is no grudge to bear on this one. I believe. Yes, that's what I heard as well. I, okay. I'm almost certain about this one. Unlike many of the other ones, this one sounded like the word grudge to me. So I agree. Yeah. It's like I got no I got speaking of no grudge, I got no grudge against real big fish. Yeah, I think me they're neither. all right. Me neither. For a band like I don't listen to, whenever yeah. I see them, I'm like, hey, those guys. And I'm at the point where we've talked about them enough. If they were in town and the tickets are reasonable, I'm gonna go see real big fish. I'd see real big fish, yeah. Bring my earplugs. I always bring my earplugs to concerts though, so I don't know why I thought I needed to mention that. Practice ear safety, ladies and gentlemen. We yes. care about your ears. If you can't hear the music, you can't hear us either. And that's very important to us. Yeah. This is an audio podcast. What's up? <laughs> and they do, um, after they do the I Gotta Tell Ya thing, mm-hmm. and this happens on a few versions, I forgot. We kind of, we mentioned it, but didn't like call it out specifically. Um, they do another like bring down. Like, yeah, a, another a breakdown. breakdown yeah. After the like solo and the I Gotta Tell Ya, uh, where the, like, the drums are like simplified. They're just doing like a kick and cymbal. Yeah. And then there's, Horns playing, but they take out the skank. There's no skank. There's no skank. Only for this part. For a band that was playing on that live album, one of the songs was called Keep On Skank. I believe it was instrumental. Uh, uh, and it was constant skank in that Constant one. skank. So this one cuts the skank briefly, just yeah. so you know they're fucking serious. Damn right. And then when they come back, the skank is on the horns. <sighs> yeah. I know. And one more time, what the fuck is skank? <laughs> okay, that's like the, the I, I guess, probably most associated with reggae, just consciously. Um, but it's the, like, st- instrumental sting, like, 
when you play the instrument rhythmically on oh, the two okay. and the four. So it's like yes. Right. Okay. So that's the reggae rhythm guitar is the skank. Yeah, the reggae rhythm guitar. Gotcha. And of course, it's probably a little faster in ska. Yeah. So then it's being played, I believe, on the horns. Possibly Ah. also guitar playing. But yeah, the horns kind of overtake. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is a fun little version. And then they do the opening riff at the end again. I'd like to hear them cover the Wii Sports theme. (laughs) You can just take this I'd like to hear all of these groups cover the Wii Wii Sports Sports theme. theme. (laughs) Except for Shell Shag because they didn't actually do the piano chords. Yeah, I think uh, anyone who didn't do it. No, especially Shell Shag. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd like to hear just that. Just saying Shell Shag to the tune of the Wii Sports thing, <laughs> and then just like changing the tune. So it's just a completely different song. Yeah. Um, with that, should we go into our final cover? Our final one. Sturgill Simpson. You, friend. Don't look too strange. You know Durgil Simpson, country artist. Although I liked the title of the album. Yeah. Metamodern Sounds in Country Music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like if that means anything, but it sounds cool. Yeah, so this was nominated for this album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Americana Album for 2014. Yeah, I I uh didn't like in-depth listen, but like jump between a few tracks on the album and I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, I mean like if if I had to like listen to country music, I could listen to this. Yeah, like we we're not necessarily anti country on yeah, this just podcast. Having, like, ever... But we're notably not country fans. Yeah. That being said, I think his voice fucking kicks ass. Does uh it sounds cool. It's that this real like old style version. country. Um yeah, this is a neat version. It's very tender. It's uh This this is like a real from the heart yeah. piece, I feel. But there's a few like elements that i think are interesting in this yeah because they sound like other songs did you notice that um the strings okay yes if we talk about that they All right. i'm trying to remember how they go right now but their like note progression is okay. something else yes it yeah. is and i will tell you what that, tell is. what that is it sounds like this right war is over and then it's something different but yes it sounds like john lennon's christmas brackets brackets war is over war is over so that's that part yeah and also his strumming pattern yeah uh kind of sounds like the beginning of i am a rock yeah it is like it's not quite the same like fast finger picking thing yeah uh, or i don't know what that is necessarily uh it's a little different but sa- it sounds similar so Fuck those me, are like yeah. the two parts that that yeah I, I like i consciously recognized both but i for some reason couldn't make the, i know i had to go through connection. i was like fuck what simon and garfunkel song is that i was too <laughs> focused on the wii sports thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we needed someone to bring the wii sports angle yeah <laughs> r.i.p the wii shop channel that happened recently damn yeah the Wii U Shop channel still up? Yes. Okay, interesting. I don't know how much longer though. Yeah, we'll see. The Wii Shop channel lasted clearly a long time. It did, but I like I wouldn't be surprised if the Wii U Shop didn't last as long. Yeah, cuz it wasn't as popular as but, the Wii. But uh we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. Um yeah, so it's country guitar on this. Beyond the parts that are just uh, you know, uh fucking Iron I am rock. rock, which might be country guitar, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um and and the vocals like there's a lot of echo. Yeah. And of course it's a it's a country song. This violin. Yeah. I felt um in terms of the way it sounded, it it was almost more like a like a texture thing. 
like less of like there's this part and this part and this part is like everything coming together to make like a certain feeling and texture to the song and i thought that was a pretty uh pretty good angle again we get an interesting it's tough to progress like very soft songs like this without losing that sort of like idea of the piece and this one does it really nice and subtly like the strings are i think still in the first verse but they're incredibly quiet you can barely pick them up and by the time the second verse comes in they've actually reached like a regular pitch the like the guitar starts to do a little more noodling yeah and i think there's two guitars yeah and they're kind of both doing like a little picking thing Mm-hmm. and yeah like strings come in the guitar uh, the drums come in on when you're in doubt like slowly things kind of pick up and enter the piece but stays pretty low yeah and and it's slow for sure and no gripe in this one did you say gripe yeah Cause i i said i wasn't sure and he like really mumbles it is that twang is that what twang is? <laughs> I don't think twang is mumbling. Okay. <laughs> I think twang is when you're in Think like Goofy. Goofy has natural Goofy's, twang in his voice. Goofy's a twangy dog. Yeah. I've always said that about Goofy. <laughs> Gorsh. Gorsh. Um, what else do I have to say about this? Yeah, so the drums get more involved when you hit the second chorus. Uh, instruments pick up on the bridge and get louder. So it's a bridge instead of a solo on this, I would argue. Because it's shorter. Yeah, because doesn't no really real, do so, they don't like. There's do no solo. real solo piece, and he doesn't really do the like, the he doesn't do the like. Gotta tell ya. No, he doesn't do that. God at all. Tell ya. And well, then I can see why. After the bridge, he kind of he does another like quiet chorus, but yes, he starts he, to put a little. He also more does like a breakdown it. chorus. Yeah, which we've seen a couple times. And then he just fucking blasts it on the final one. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just oh, yeah. thinking of bad words to say. He goes, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time. This is like, it's, a, I, I've written, it's the most tender version of this song. It's, it feels very personal. Yeah, it definitely changes that kind of feeling. And there's a lot of elements, like I was saying, that go towards giving it a specific feeling. Yeah. Texture is the word I used before. That being said, like, I really like this version. That was a solid ending point. It's the longest one at four minutes and 17 seconds. Yeah. And often when they're longer, we're like, maybe it's a bit too, too long. long, but no. This one, this one worked for me. Anything else before we go into the final verdict? No, I think we should. Uh, I think we should move it along. All right, let's move it along. So, worst, best, and most trustworthy. Whose promise do you believe the most? Whose promise do I believe the most? Okay, um, I gotta give worst. I think I'm gonna give worst to um, Amberlin. Um, I didn't like hate it, but I evidently didn't think much of it. Although there was a few other that weren't like super interesting, yeah, and we discussed, we didn't think Ridian was was the super coolest version, but I I have to give it to Amberlin. It's just uh didn't didn't really hold my interest. Yeah, Amberlin gets lost in the other covers. I would agree with that. Definitely. That being said, I would also put Hey Mercedes in that same category. Yes, because I forgot about them until I had to start <laughs> thinking about what covers we just talked about. Yes, definitely that version also gets gets uh, overshadowed. Yeah. Um, other than it has like a, a kind of neat baseline. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not really enough here. But for me, in terms of worse, it has to be Ridian. It in in his polish, he loses, I think, what makes the song like what attracts people to the song, what makes it unique, what makes it beautiful. And we just get a a sloppy theme piece of mm. it's musical theater. Yeah. And I love you. That's kind of an interesting uh interesting thing to say, only because 
a lot of the time criticisms of 80s synth pop is that it sounds too like sterile right and produced um or or polished maybe maybe that's not the same thing as polished true uh, necessarily but that i i've always associated them so i don't know it's kind of interesting yes yeah but i wouldn't but i i also don't really disagree i see where you're coming from so and would you call the original sterile no i wouldn't i i also don't think that 80s synth pop is too sterile yeah, fair enough. Generally, I like 80s synth pop. We talk so, about a lot of 80s songs yeah, on this we do. podcast, so we, it's, it's we do. clear to me at the very least we have a bias. Yeah. So I and I know that that is the thing people said, even just about like synthesizers mm-hmm. in general. Like it sounds too electronic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a problem, especially no. like there's some there's some mangy, mucky synth sounds you can make. Oh like, yeah. Especially nowadays, you can get dirty with that synth. Oh yeah. So anyway. the fact that synth has come back in such a strong way, and that like synth pop is more alive than ever, absolutely, I would say that those early criticisms of calling it sterile are inaccurate. Yeah, I think we've at least decided we don't think that anymore for yeah. the most part. So way to go, way to go, us. Yeah. All right, hit me with the best version. Best, you know, there were some good versions. I think the one I liked the most was New Flo- New Found Glory. Really? Yeah. It was really energetic, real high energy. Um, and it was a it was a fun yeah. version, and I think that that's the one that, yeah, I'd uh, stomp along to. That's true. You know what? Like, I could not refuse somebody putting that song <laughs> on. Like, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah high energy piece for sure. For me, I think just in terms of one, it caught me for being the most like bold removal from the original song and the other cover versions. And two, I think it's just a like an astounding performance. Was uh, Stur- Sturgill, Sturgill Simpson, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, yeah, and that was just a great piece. It's like this tender, like moving. It was definitely like very different from the from the new newfound glory. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I it is newfound glory right. from the newfound glory version. Like very different ones. Like let's make it more intense, and that's like definitely super bringing it down. Mm-hmm. But they uh, both have a good a good claim, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's two opposite ends of the spectrum, but I think they both pull it off in a in a very good way, obviously. Yeah. In the best way, you might mm-hmm. say. You might say. Now, who's the most trustworthy, Alex? Whose promise are you taking? Uh, I mean, I feel like Sturgill Simpson's voice is very convincing sounding. <laughs> <laughs> it's very calming. And I, I'm like, yeah, okay, Sturgill. <laughs> I believe you. Fair enough. I'm giving it to Sturgill. I feel like Sturgill's a broken cowboy, though. I don't know if he can live up to his promise. Yeah, but I still trust him. Fair enough. Damn it. So, so for me, it's, it's... We're in love. It's shell shag. I'm just, like, endlessly <laughs> charmed by their... What comes off to me is, as, like, a live band performance. A little more, like, direct and raw. Yeah, and direct and raw, yeah, which, again, connects to some of the, the themes we pointed out in the song. Absolutely. And it's like, if, if I saw these guys performing, I'd be like, ah, yeah, you guys, I trust you so much. Like, I love you guys. You guys. It, it, it'd be no question. I'd be one over immediately. Yeah, okay. So that's been our talk about The Promise. We're going to do a quick bonus segment called Here's a Question I Came Up With. Alex, if you could have an accent specifically for singing that wasn't Ooh. obviously a Canadian accent, what kind of accent would you choose and why? Jeez. Uh, okay, this is just going to be off the top of my head. Um, I like the accent sound in, uh, what's the song? <laughs> By the Stray Cats. No, not the Stray Cats. Um, by the it's something about cat. Cool for cats. The song oh, Cool for Cats. Oh yeah. It's not by the Stray Cats. 
Um, and it's like kind of like a Cockney type yeah. accent. Yeah, so that would be fun. So either that or like South London, like David Bowie type accent. Yeah, oh, those so are fucking options. Those are those are mine. I, I picked two. I cheated. That's that's fair, but you pick from the same zone ish. So yeah, allow close, it. close geographically. Yeah. So for me, I think I might do like Spanish. Thinking about like the oh damn yeah that would that you could use that to your advantage. That's just it's tasty. Although the other thing about having an accent only when singing is that everyone like wait what the fuck <laughs> that's happened? Like, that's completely put on because <laughs> they they find out. Yeah, because like what the amo? And they're like, hey guys, what's up? And they're like, hang on. <laughs> Excuse me. Can we back out for a minute? I think this is cultural appropriation. Although, well, like, the no, other thing. Sing. The other thing is. If it was a different language, like if it was Spanish or something, and then you learned Spanish, right. go sing in Spain, and everyone like, they have such a great accent. Yeah. Really good. And then all the rest of the time, just speaking English, be like, yeah, I sing in Spanish, but uh, this is my normal voice. And, like, <laughs> and everyone be like, very good accent in Spanish, and you could just kind of either sing all of your Spanish, and everyone would think it's normal. Yeah. You could pass it off. But then, but if you did... <laughs> You're like, yeah, I just like sound like David Bowie. And then people are like, I get it, but still a little weird. Still, yeah, still a little weird. You just come off as kind of a fanboy then. Yeah, okay. So it's going to be Cockney. Yeah, Cockney. That's a good choice. See, it's, rough, it's a rough and dirty one. I think know? that's technically Cockney. We'll call if it not, Cockney. it's close. It's not Cockney. To my ears. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been our episode. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. Rate and review us. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Tell your friends about us. Talk to us. Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy. At some Alex guy. Wise guy. Some Alex wise guy. Send us messages. Tell us you hate us. I don't care. And as we always say on Cover Me, cover your ears if you don't like what you're hearing.